welcome to the Unraveled Academy podcast. This is a place where artists can speak openly and candidly about their creative journey, and we are so happy that you are here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm Co Hodges, one of the lead instructors and co-founders of Unraveled Academy. And today we have a really special treat. We have Latoya Dixon-Smith here with us. She is a photographer, educator, entrepreneur, speaker, and mother. Um, and we're just really thrilled to have you here, honey. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Co. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And then also with us is my other half, Sarah Driscoll. Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you today, LaToya. You too, Sarah. So we're just going to dive right in and really just talk about the beginnings of your creative journey. So when and why did you first pick up a camera? Great question. Uh, So I actually got into photography, how a lot of women who are also mothers do, um, started off as that momographer or momtographer, however you um, <laughs> care to pronounce that word. Uh, my son, who is now six, when he was about 18 months old, my husband and I decided that uh, we wanted to go in on a camera together because we wanted to capture uh, milestones that were taking place at home that maybe we didn't necessarily want to wait for you know, Christmas pictures or right. any other sort of, you know, uh, just those annual family photos. Right. And so um, we were living in upstate New York at the time. I was on assignment for my, my job that I was working at then. And it was the a Black Friday in upstate New York. And I, mind you, I am from South Carolina. So um, November in upstate New York is not necessarily as, you know, warm as it would be in South Carolina. So I was standing outside, you know, Thanksgiving night outside of Target waiting to to buy this Canon Rebel T3, (laughs) uh, which was our first camera that we purchased together to take pictures of our son. And of course, um, being a first time mom, I was just so obsessed with my child and how cute he was and you know, taking photos of the silly faces that he made, um, first steps and uh, different cute little outfits that we had purchased for him. And I just wanted to learn how to take better photos uh, because I was actually a part of um, this this sort of community on Instagram of moms who dress up their kids in these cute handmade outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one of the motivations for me to take better photos is that if your kid, if you, as the the parent of the child had really good photos, you would be, you would have a greater chance of being selected as a brand representative or a brand model for, for these, these, um, these shops. Right. And so I wanted to learn how to take better photos. Um, of course I was on YouTube and uh, go on different blogs, just trying to figure out how to do uh, different techniques and how to improve. And so it became more of my camera at that point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My husband rarely ever used it because um, he doesn't like taking pictures of people. And we're, you know, um, <laughs> I'm funny. always taking pictures of our son who yeah. is at home. So it was really it became my camera. Um, but then once I, you know, I started improving and I started posting more of my work on my Facebook page and on my Instagram, people really started to notice and started to ask me, hey, Latoya. Uh, would you mind taking our family photos? Um, and my first session was actually a maternity session that I did for uh, a friend of my sister's. And 
it was, you know, it was a great session. Um, I always look back on that session and, you know, just I always thank her for taking that chance on me because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> right. um, but that was kind of my start into photography. That's amazing. I it's it's so, such a common story that so many so many of us share, and I love it. Um, I had the I started with the same camera as you, so rock. I on did with too. That. <laughs> <laughs> I always and I think it's like probably that. around the same time too. So that's so funny. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. And then it's just, it gets addicting. Once, once you find that passion, it's just like, it's so addicting to photograph like every ounce of your baby, you know? Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And, and Latoya, I know that you do so many different things. Um, so I feel like our listeners really want to know, like, break it down for us, girl. What do you, like, we, you are a photographer, but you also do a lot of stuff with branding and, and some stuff with graphic design. And then we'll talk about the queen photographers here in a minute. Um, tell us everything that you got going on. Okay. Well, you actually gave me an extra credential. I don't, I don't do graphic design, although it would be a useful school to have, but thank you, but no, thank you. Graphic design isn't one of them, but I started out shooting uh, kids and families. Um, of course, you know, with, with children, I was, I had my son as my, my main muse. So that was kind of what I was familiar with. And then I moved into weddings just after a second shooting with a friend of mine. Um, and I, my first experience shooting weddings was not very great. Um, I was just kind of like thrown into the fire pit. And right. as someone who was new to both photography and new to weddings, that was just not the best uh, experience. But I had a friend of mine who let me second shoot with her. And you know, she was just very organized and thorough in, in her planning and both how she interacted with her couple, but also how she kind of help prepare me as a second shooter. And I needed that. I needed that, that guidance. That's, that's a little bit of handholding, yeah. um, but I loved it. And so for the past, I'll say three years, I've really been in the wedding space. Um, I also uh, started to do more branding work um, for other photographers, for other business owners in my area. Um, and it wasn't something that I really specialized in at the time. It was just something that I had been asked to do, but I found that I really liked it. And so um, now I also do some branding work for uh, lifestyle and wellness brands here in town. Um, and that's been great. And I, I love it. And so my my goal is to, with my wedding business, is to build a team. I'm currently building a team of other associate photographers to so that I can um, shoot less weddings um, and focus more on the commercial end. Mm -hmm. But uh, we haven't even talked about the queen photographers yet. So I'll bring that piece of it in. Right. Um, when when I moved back down to South Carolina, when my family and I moved back to South, down to South Carolina, um, that was an opportunity for me to like make new friends and um, get to know more people in the area. And um, that's really where the queen photographer started. So I can I can share that story. But what we do we are a community of women of color photographers aiming to equip each other in business and really foster a supportive sisterhood and we do that through educational tools and resources we have online courses of course we have our, our facebook group where we have a lot of uh, support and encouragement through there um, but i also do some coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as group coaching so that's sort of like the gamut of all of the things that i do <laughs> um, 
it's it's interesting because they're all interrelated and based on like where I was in my journey um in life and in photography so um although you know there is a wide range of things that I have my hands on um to me it feels it all still feels very connected because it represents sort of where I was at a certain point in my journey that um I kind of just went after it and that's just the type of person that I am if I I see something I'm gonna go for it if I want it I'm gonna get it so Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah we we connect with you on that in a really big way which I think is why honestly why I think you know the universe connected us to begin with which we've already talked about that but I love that and I love like truly you're the ultimate entrepreneur that's exactly what it is that you know different stages in our life and the morphing and the growing into the creative person that we are supposed to be or want to be and you find a different avenue and then you lean into it and there's an there's a necessity here like oh I'm gonna do something about that and connecting this group of women all all over the country you're doing it it's amazing and they're the resources that you're providing the education that you're providing your business savvy which you ex- are extremely business savvy and you're you're just pouring your heart out to this community that's what it's all about and i love that so much about your platform thank yeah. you so much that's pretty incredible yeah co when she had she was mentioning you to me and she was just like she's like us you know she just like wants to do everything and does a little bit of of it all and just like has so much enthusiasm and passion for what she's doing and I was like just kind of blown away by by everything absolutely absolutely and in, and just looking at your website alone you know just just the time that you spend on resources on sharing what you've learned and what can be helpful to everybody and then you dissect it further into women and then women of color and you're just you are such a bright light in all of these communities but I love that you really focused on you know where your heart is and again leaning into where you're needed and where your skills can be the most beneficial and within your community and obviously what you've grown is proof proof of that thank you so much and honestly uh, the uh, the journey to the queen photographers in particular has been very much something that was created out of a, something that I wish I had when I first started. Mm-hmm. Again, when I moved to Greenville, um, I didn't really, I, I was from a, a city that's about an hour and a half away from here. And I had friends from college and other um, childhood friends who, who live in Greenville, but um, didn't really have much of a support or a base uh, here. And so when I moved here and I would just gotten the camera and I was just starting to get like really acquainted with taking photos of folks that were not my family, like (laughs) my son or my husband, um, I wanted to find someone else that I could connect with. I wanted to find whether it was a mentor or someone that I could shadow or someone that I could just learn with uh, while I was learning more about how to be a better photographer. And I was contemplating starting a business. I had not made that decision yet. And that's when I met um, our co-founder, Sierra Collins. I actually found her on Instagram. I saw that she was an aspiring photographer. She was based in Greenville. She was another woman of color. We we're about the same age. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, like I have to reach out to her. And I sent her a DM and I was like, hey, you know, um, I'm an aspiring photographer too. I live in this area. Would you mind like meeting up to hang out and take photos or whatever? Of course, you know, really 
um, very forward, <laughs> but he, yeah. he obliged. And so um, we met up, we went downtown and did like some street photography. Um, that was fun. And then we started to do like our own little mini style shoots. So we just like get dressed up and take photos of each other. And we built that relationship from there. And then we decided, well, this is cool. Like, but we would love to have even more people kind of join us because at that time we were still both very new, uh, very much learning. Um, and so that's when we reached out to Ruby Melton of Brown Girl with a Camera, uh, which is another um, collective of women of color photographers mm -hmm. around the world and um, asked her if she, would mind, if she wouldn't mind bringing her portfolio building experience, um, which was, uh, it is an event that she used to host where she would go to different cities around the country. She would um, collaborate with makeup artists, wardrobe stylists, models, um, and of course, photographers to put on almost like a style shoot. Mm. And so we asked her if she could come to Greenville and she did. And so we did a lot of work in trying to find as many photographers that we could in and around South Carolina finding models, my friend, my sister's makeup artist came and she did the makeup for us. We uh, did it at my house. Like we, everybody was just getting ready at my house. And then we, we rode down to Furman University and had this really cute uh, Southern Belle themed shoot. Cool. And so it was just incredible. It was, I mean, there were only 10 of us, but we were just so amazed at that. You know, we thought that we were just these unicorns of <laughs> photographers in Greenville. And so we had other women um, who were around the area, who were from around the area. Uh, one even came from Atlanta. There was someone else that came, or two other photographers that came from Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I'm from. And it was just an amazing experience. And we decided that this, this could not be the end. This could not be the only thing that we do together because we had been searching for something like this for ourselves for so long. Right. And so that's really when the group started. We started just as like a Facebook group. It was kind of like a social club, to be honest. And it was just initially photographers in South Carolina. We called ourselves uh, QPSC, the Queen Photographers of South Carolina. Awesome. And so um, as we started to meet up more, we had workshops, we uh, did photo walks and things like that and started posting on social media about what we were doing. We got the attention of photographers in nearby cities like Atlanta and Charlotte. And so that's when we decided to expand. And instead of calling ourselves the Queen Photographers of South Carolina, we were just the Queen Photographers. So it's been incredible uh, past couple of years with the organic growth that we've seen in our community. Um, but again, it really just started from the initial need of creating something that we wish we had when we first started in our journeys where we had that community support. Absolutely. because. That, that's the biggest thing of all, I think, especially as a creative, is having people that you can connect with and who get you. Um, I think that's why we created Unraveled, because we mm -hmm. just wanted to be able to have a welcoming space for all people. You know what I mean? All creatives and yeah. all those people who are like looking for somewhere to belong and to like bounce ideas off of each other and so forth. So um, I love that you did that. And I just... It's oh, so inspiring. Yeah. It really is. And I love I love I love how you talk about the organic growth and and that, you know, oh, did you hear about Latoya and what she do she's doing here? And let's do it in another city. And and then it spread, you know, throughout the whole country, which is so rad. And I just saw a post, I think it came up on Facebook, um, where you're like, Oh, there's in Texas 
you know, we've got a whole group of women in Texas. If you want to book one of them, here you go. And it turned in such a networking platform, not just for community, but then to enhance these women's businesses without the, the, you know, the competitive aspect, like we're all lifting each other up because there's space for everybody and, and you're all important. You're all valid and you all have a voice. And this is just so in line with what we do that oh, it's just undeniable the connection here and the need for it and the and and the future need for it. We need to do more of this and get bigger and and share each other's stories and oh, it's just so powerful. Absolutely, it's and again, it's been it's been very eye opening for me because it completely transformed into something that I I couldn't even imagine the the growth of what this organization does today. Um, if you would have asked me, you know, two, three years ago, uh, if, if we could see ourselves where we are now, um, I, I couldn't have even dream, dreamt that. Like, it, it's not something that uh, I had, you know, this long vision of what it was going to look like. Um, I knew that we wanted to grow and I knew that I wanted to be a part of this uh, community that supported other women of color photographers, but it did not have a clue of the journey that it was going to take me on um, and grow me both professionally as a photographer, but also personally. Uh, this community is all about the, the relationships. You you mentioned that um, a little bit. And because we have uh, these communities that are growing organically and building relationships with each other, um, we're starting to notice with inside of the groups that we have, the the individual state groups and chapters that we have, that the the support is is real. The support is real. You know, we have folks um, who are reaching out to each other for second shooters, for you know, to be assistants, to take their photo, their family photos, even yes. um, and hire each other. It's just it's just amazing. Um, and then I get. Uh, requests all the time for referrals and recommendations for photographers in different parts of the country. And I'm just so grateful that I, I have access to, you know, all of these talented, phenomenal photographers who are able to step in and step up to, to the job and, and, and take it. Absolutely. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh my gosh. And I, and I do like, I get that like five years ago, if you would have said, well, you'd be doing X, Y, and Z. I, I, and that is exactly right and exemplifies the entrepreneurship here in, in its entirety. Oh, it just hats off to you, girl. Like like for leaning in and for taking risks and and for being what people need because it's not always easy. And the behind the scenes work is a lot. It's time intensive and it's it's all heart. So oh, oh, it's God, just amazing. Yes. <laughs> amazing. Okay, if you could give any advice to your earlier self as an artist, what would it be? Wow, as an artist, I would really try to encourage myself to lean more into my voice and really lean more into where I was at that particular part of my journey. I think when I started, because I was really looking for connection more so than anything as an artist in particular I really didn't have I really didn't know where what my voice was who I was where I belong so to speak um, and I think that's not uncommon um, and I think you know part of that journey is realizing that you know you have to step away from all of the distractions you even though you may be inspired by your favorite photographer 
or this collective of photographers that ultimately people are going to be choosing you as their photographer. They're not going to be choosing, you know, Sue Bryce. They're not going to be choosing, you know, any of these other names that we we hear about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to not only find your style uh, artistically in your work, but also find your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that is really important to me and actually working on a workshop uh, with a photographer out of Atlanta to explore just that, mm-hmm. uh, finding your voice and your vision throughout your work. And so if I were you know, gonna text or call uh, Latoya five, 10 years ago, I, that's what <laughs> I would tell her. Absolutely. And that's the hardest part of the journey, I think, is is finding the confidence in yourself to just allow yourself to create the shit you love, you know, Mm -hmm. and to to not be worried about how it's going to be perceived and just focus on doing your own thing. You know, too too often people are looking at what everyone else is doing and judging their own work because of it, whereas it's just so important to kind of look inward and, and find the inspiration yourself. Absolutely. Oh, totally. And I'm sure you you hear this a lot, Latoya. We see you do the education side of things. You know, we hear pretty constantly. We'll get a screenshot of a picture and like, I want to learn how to make this. How can I learn how to make this? And in sure, yeah, we could do a tutorial on exactly how this was made. But the the beginning part and the most important part is figuring out who you are as an artist and what you want to create and then learning from that and creating your own way and taking the tips and tricks and the technical and the inspiration from these other individuals and applying it to your own journey. And I think that that was something I learned. You know, I did the same thing. I was like, how do I make this? How do I, oh, Summer Murdoch's amazing. I need to, I need to be just like, oh my gosh, I love her. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We all love her. Summer's the bomb. Uh, But it is true. And then, and then we get into that, you know, that really gnarly comparison downfall. And I'll tell you, you know, Sarah and I do one-on-one mentorships or two-on-one mentorships. And I'm sure you hear it too with the comparison game and it's just murdering people's inspiration. And we actually are going to be creating some more content in the future just about that, just about comparison and self-doubt and dealing with that and the psychology behind it. But it really is true. And if everybody just focused early on finding their own voice and what they wanted to make, regardless of what it looked like in comparison to the, the norm on social media, Oh man, that would be beautiful. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Just went on a little tangent there. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so I actually want I like to come it. back to like your family unit a little bit. So is your husband, in, does he do creative work? No, he doesn't. Uh, so I mentioned that he, he wanted to, like our first camera was supposed to be a, a joint camera. <laughs> right. He likes shooting... He doesn't like shooting people. I think he he prefers more like landscapes and things like that, mm-hmm. um, which I don't necessarily find as interesting as shooting people. Um, but no, he does not have a creative background. But um, every once in a while, he will he will take over the camera. Yeah. Like once in a blue moon. <laughs> no, I think it's so fascinating to talk to people because Sarah and I both like our partners are not, you know, in the creative industry. Um, so I think it's fascinating to talk to people who have, you know, couples that are one of 
both. Um, and like, I constantly would be like, what well, has this picture look? And he's like, nah, is it done yet? I don't know. And I'll be like, You're the, I don't know why I even asked you, but how does your husband view like your work and what you do and like the voice you share in the community? So his main contribution, you know, he is like the most supportive person in this whole entrepreneurial journey that I've I've had. Um, so I, I have to give him props for that. Amazing. But the way that he supports me the most is on the business end. Mm-hmm. He is like super business minded. And so any encouragement and support that I get or any feedback that I get is mostly on how's the business doing? How's the business yeah. doing? He trusts that I, the art will uh, you know, speak for itself, but he's, he's focused on the business end, but, um, he's definitely, you know, throughout the transitions, throughout the, the new, uh, endeavors that I embark on, you know, he, I know it's overwhelming for him sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't complain about it, um, because he (laughs) knows how passionate I am about it. And he knows that, we always joke about, you know, whenever we talk about some certain things, there are certain investments that I really want to make. And he's like, well, you're going to do it anyway. So this is the conversation that we need to have, but right. um, still that support is just really um, invaluable for a partner and a spouse yeah. um, that he, he believes in what I do. I've taken great risks. Um, pursuing, you know, photography and pursuing uh, working with the queen photographers. Mm -hmm. And it's never something that he's doubted me about. Mm -hmm. It's never been something that he's made me feel less than about or anything. It's always been, how can we, how can we do this to make it, you know, work for you? And then of course, work for us as a family, because it's not only that I have to think about myself and my reputation. Um, I have to think about how's it going to affect our household? Uh, our son. And so um, I've really been very grateful, super grateful for my husband and and the support that he gives throughout everything that I even touch my hands um, on. Absolutely. That's so rad. I love that so much. And I read one of your blog posts just talking about being a a mompreneur. Um, let's talk a little bit more about like the the unicorn that is the balance, right? The, oh the unattainable <laughs> balance that everyone wants to know how to get it doesn't exist. Let's talk about how you balance work and family life and staying creatively inspired and all of it. Yeah. So I, I obviously don't have this perfected. I don't think I ever will. None of us. But I can. <laughs> I can share some things that have tremendously helped me. Um, this this year, uh, I think it was around January, I um, I started photography full time. Actually, um, coming from a a job as a mechanical engineer at a a, a job uh, at a company here in Greenville. That's that's my background. Wow. Um, and so. I actually got laid off from my job um, in December, right after I had back surgery. So it was like a pretty interesting oh, before no. of last year. No, <laughs> but um, the universe works, uh, you know, in, in accordance to you know the plan that you have, you know, the desires that you have. So right. I had for a while been wanting to to leave my job and work as a photographer full time. Yeah. Now, being the type of person that I am, I would have loved to have had control of that situation and and just walked away from it and left it 
but that's not what happened. I was laid off. And so um, that was the time for me to make that decision that, yes, this is what I'm going to be doing for full time. And so since January, that's that's what I've been doing. And so I realized, you know, once the New Year's um, confetti had all been cleaned <laughs> up and, you know, it was time to like focus on what was going to be happening this year, I realized that I didn't really know what to do with my days. I didn't really know what to do with my time. And it's like I knew I had I knew that there were things that I could be doing that I had been doing before, but there was really no structure. There was no strategy. There was no process for any of it. And again, as I mentioned, I'm an engineer. Um, that to me was just like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I don't have like any structure to anything like this. This is foolishness. <laughs> no, no doubt. I, so I reached out to a friend of mine. Um, her name is Ayana Vaughn and she is um, a, financial manager for entrepreneurs and she had this session where together we created like my ideal schedule uh mm -hmm. we went through from the time that i woke up to the time that i went to sleep like what happens at each you know block of time what am i doing at each stage of my day and really thought about you know how much time do i spend on this how much time do i spend on that mm -hmm. um and included both things personally like you know, cooking dinner or driving even to go pick up my son from school um, to, you know, just relaxing, like all of these things we we talked about and, and thought about what would my ideal week look like. And so we created this schedule. And I always thought that as a creative, you know, I don't want to be bound by all of this, you know, these rules of that I've placed on myself about when I can schedule to do this or that. But I've honestly felt even more inspired to create because of it. Um, through the, the the creation of this schedule that we had, you know, it included all the things I needed to do in my business, like marketing and editing and blogging and client consultations and all just all of the things where I, I knew that I had to do them, but I did not have a structure or like any sort of process behind, you know, when it would be taking place um, and how it would um, intertwine with my personal life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, being able to schedule all of that in together, like actually seeing it in my Google Calendar all fit together, that was just really eye-opening for me. Seeing that I have more time than I thought I did initially, um, but also just, like I said, just making sure that, you know, even though I have like scheduled time to hang out with my family on the calendar, it's not like I'm, you know, it doesn't feel like the, you know the school bell rings and you just everyone just like walks outside to recess and right. that's your time to play and that's it uh it's just being more intentional about what you do with that time and how you how you think about um really prioritizing that and so Absolutely. it's definitely been a challenge it's definitely been a challenge um in cases where you know i really get focused on certain things that i'm doing in the business and i run over time mm -hmm. um and then of course you know my I think the person who reminds me the most about it is our son. He's like, mommy, are you still working? I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, I get it. All right, it's time to stop. Yeah. Yep. Right, right, right. Um, all about you know, that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the they they need they crave that attention, but they need it. And it's it's good, it's good because it's that reminder that I need that, you know, this can wait. Like there's nothing that's going to, you know, the sky's not gonna fall because you didn't send that email like an hour, 
late, you know, mm. or later than you thought that you needed to. Absolutely. Um, things don't things don't work like that in 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 the real in the real world. You know, maybe in corporate America, people will get angry because of these, you know, just arbitrary times that they need things done and deadlines and whatnot. Um, and of course, there are deadlines in your business too, but certain things that there are things that can wait, especially when it's your family that you are. Uh, robbing that time of Mm -hmm. Um, my husband and I all the time like we have to stay in constant communication about this because um, you know I I, I sometimes I do find myself where I'm really committed to finishing something Um, and so you know we have that that talk like hey you know I noticed that you were spending a lot more time doing this this week like Mm -hmm. I want to remind you that you know the family needs time and that's okay like those those conversations aren't like my most favorite but at least we're having them <laughs> you know we we have them and yeah. so i think it's important for us to be very upfront um both with our children with our spouses or with our significant others mm-hmm. of what's important what's needed what what do i need for me right now um and how can we work together to make this work because otherwise we'd all just be like you know passive aggressively walking around (laughs) angry at each other for things we didn't even know that the other person was angry about. And um, I think, yeah, so communication has been key, but also having uh, somewhat of a system in place to help you uh, see visually how your personal and professional lives can um, commingle. Absolutely. It's all about like creating some sort of rules to to your day and kind of like laying it out so that it all makes sense. It's so important for us, I know Co and I to have office hours and so forth because if not, then I mean I could I could work 24 hours a day. I could work all day just because I'm passionate about what I do and I actually I love it. I love sitting at my computer editing or working on unraveled or anything. I love all of it. So it's so important for me to say, okay, well, at four o'clock, I'm getting up off my computer and I yeah. am only looking at my children. I'm not looking at a screen anymore, you know, and to yes. make sure that I'm consistently doing that. It's so important when you work from home for sure. Oh, it's so important. And to just have the dedicated time to do it. You know, Sarah and I yeah. teach this all the time, having dedicated office hours. So Latoya, like, Oh, I applaud you because <laughs> not this. It seems like such a simple concept, but I've even been myself and Sarah oh, too, right. where we did not have that. And you're getting a juice box and then wiping a butt and then yeah. sending an email <laughs> and then getting on a meeting and the kids are there and they're screaming at you. And, and you're then, mostly just pissed <laughs> off and resentful through the whole thing because you're yeah. trying to do twenty thousand things at the same at time. And it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's no good for anybody that uh, way. Circus. And so having the dedicated time, be like, I can knock out X, Y, and Z within this four hour chunk of time and nobody needs to bother me because mama's working. And then there's the respect issue there. It's like, um, you know, they get to see you as, you know, an individual who cares about, you know, other things and has an identity. Of course, like you, there are always our main priority, but you do have another identity and they look up to you for that. And they aspire to that and they get to see 
I can do this stuff. Like I can do anything I set my mind to, you know, it's such a blanket statement, but this is proof in the pudding that they can. And then when I'm done with my office, then mom is fully, fully into whatever we're doing as a family. And I'm not distracted because I didn't get to do X, Y, or Z during my dedicated time. So like that alone for me has been life changing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that you say that and I love that you help other women find that because truly the balance is a constantly shifting and growing. And as our kids grow, sometimes they're, you know, if they're infants or they're in school or they're half and half, you know, and and people are like, well, where do I find the time? I have kids at home and they're not in school, you know, even part time. And just having that, that again, communication with your spouse, your significant other, that this is the dedicated time where I do my business. And then after that, I'm with you. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I get all hot and bothered about people who like are struggling and I just want to help them so much because I've been there and it's miserable. It is so miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how else are you going to binge watch Netflix uh, movies together if you don't like, schedule that time? And Seriously. That's important. That's important. <laughs> Good for the soul, man. It is. It is. But what would I do without glow? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Well, let's talk about what this next year is going to look like for you and tell us a little bit more about workshops you're teaching and how people can follow you on your journey. Oh, wow. So the next year is going to look uh, a lot different than even the past few years for me um, because I am expecting, or we are expecting as a family. Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. We are expecting baby number two. Uh, I'm actually due Christmas Day. Um, So the beginning of 2019 will definitely be me taking a break Mm -hmm. um, from work, which I... I don't know how that's going to go. Like I said, you know, I, I, I'm always on the go. I'm always on the move. I'm always doing something. So it'll be good for me to like, to just, just be, just to yeah. relax, to enjoy, you know, um, motherhood, mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't get to have that experience with, um, with Kent, our firstborn son. Um, I was, you know, after six weeks, I was back at work. Yeah. Um, so this time around, it's going to be really really cool to just kind of set a new uh, routine for myself and to just um, be able to create what that looks like um, for myself. Uh, I'm excited. Um, so that's what the beginning of the next year looks like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the end of the year, I will be, um, I will be on a panel at this workshop called The Cookout. It's hosted by Tamaya Colvin Education. Yeah. Um, it, it will be held in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, and then I will also be co-hosting a workshop called Soul Search Workshop with Mary Daughtry. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a phenomenal photographer out of Atlanta, and that'll be held in Asheville. Um, we haven't actually announced that yet, uh-huh. um, all the details for the event, but I'm really excited for when we do. It'll be very soon. So uh-huh. um, stay tuned for that. And then in the meantime, I'll, you can find me at the Queen Photographers. That's really where I do the majority of my education piece. And of course, you know, with the wedding photography, um, you can find me there. You can pretty much if you look up Latoya Dixon, you'll, you'll be able to find me somewhere. So um, but those are the main things that I'm looking really looking forward to. Um, and hopefully uh, I'll be able to meet you, Colleen and Sarah. Uh, at some point, um, my husband and I, we haven't, I don't, I'm not sure, Sarah, where you're based. Um, but 
Matt, okay, but or not Boston. I haven't yeah. been to Boston in like you are you in Boston? I'm very close to Boston, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't been up there as a family yet, but I know we definitely want to go back out west at some point. Oh yeah. So okay. I hopefully, you know, we can make that happen and I can actually meet you ladies in person. Okay. Um do some travel. That's really one of my goals next year too, is is to do my traveling as a mm-hmm. whole. So Heck yeah, come on yeah. out. Don't come during the summer. It's really hot here. <laughs> it's like 118 Noted. today. Don't do oh, it. It's God. miserable. But uh, it's a dry heat. So, you know, I've lived in South Carolina, so I know how hot it gets with that humidity. It's so gnarly in the summer. Um, you come on out and I will I will host you and I'll take you, show you all the cool stuff. Um, we're just so stoked to connect and we're just so inspired by you in general and what you're doing and all the cool stuff that's coming up for you. And um, for those of you that are following the show notes, I am going to link all of her social media accounts so you can find her and follow along on her journey. And we just wish you well with everything and we'll stay really connected and want to have you back for more cool stuff. Absolutely. So seriously, awesome. thank, you. thank you. Thank you for being here and for sharing your heart and your story. Um, And thank you guys for tuning in today and uh, we'll see you out there. Yeah. Thank you, Latoya. No problem. I had so much fun speaking with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us that you are here and we hope you walk away inspired as hell. If you are not already a student in Unraveled Academy, we'd love for you to join us. So go to www.theunraveledacademy.com and join our tribe today. And that link will also be posted in the show notes here. We have a seat with your name on it.